You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Well, Chris O'Brien has one of these hit or miss internet connections. And he's able to do it with Skype on his iPhone with some fancy footwork by somehow connecting his mic, more or less. But he doesn't have a really good internet connection, and he's considering whether to get something like HughesNet or something, which is a satellite internet connection where it's kind of expensive, very little data if you're doing the fight with your mobile phone and the data plans. It's not much better with HughesNet, not much cheaper, and you get a lot of latency, meaning this has to go up to the satellite and back again. So I could say, hello, Randall, and Randall will take a second to answer Kind of like the old days when they're doing a satellite connection for a TV network. It'd be like that, but we'll make it work somehow. We were also, as some of you listeners know, going to feature Rick Doty on the Paracast this week. We heavily advertised it. We had a question bank thread in our forums. And let's talk about what happened. Now, Rick Doty, you know, is that former Air Force agent who has been accused, blamed, for his possible involvement in UFO disinformation. What about Paul Benowitz, the subject discussed by Greg Bishop in his book, Project Beta? What about the MJ-12 documents? What about all that stuff? What about all these people in the UFO field with bird titles like Falcon? We were going to ask him those questions, and he says that a lot of the people in the UFO field really have it all wrong, so he wanted to find out what's right. I've actually worked probably several years to get him on the show. And we had it scheduled, and we were supposed to come back from a shooting or something. Not shooting of a gun, but shooting a film. And unfortunately, we got the show, we did the first segment that you'll hear next week. And then I tried to call Rick on his mobile phone. Didn't work. Couldn't get a hold of him. About an hour and a half after we gave up, he called me. And he apologized. And he wrote me a letter also. I want to apologize for this mishap. We were delayed by a breakdown with a vehicle in a very remote location in Nevada. So he's rescheduled. We're going to do the recording session the week of the 15th of March. Rick Doty, going to be an interesting show. In the meantime, I don't want to say we just got a substitute here. We got somebody who was one of our better guests over the past few years. And we asked him to come in on short notice, which he is gracious to do. Jay Randall Murphy is our guest co-host again. Our guest is Robert Schroeder, and he's author of a book called Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs. Now, there's an active discussion or two in our forums about UFOs, possible UFO propulsion systems, whether they're extraterrestrial or not. So this is pretty relevant to that. In the meantime, Robert, welcome back to the Paracast. Uh, Gene, thank you so much for having me on the show again. Um, I'm happy to be here. And I know you were really hit with bad weather over there. Yeah, we had a terrible nor'easter up here. For those people in other parts of the country that are not familiar with northeasters, these are weather systems that are set up in the North Atlantic, and they swirl around, picking up moisture from the ocean, 
and then they hit the New England area, and as well as the Mid-Atlantic states. And what happens, Gene, is um, a cold air comes down from Canada. It hits this relatively warm air, and we get tons of snow and wind. Just to give you an idea, we had 90-mile-an-hour winds on Cape Cod, uh, which is just south of Boston. Uh, That gives you an idea. Up in our area, probably 60 to 70. Personally, our house here in Massachusetts here, uh, we had three gigantic pine trees fall down. These are called white pines, and they're about 100 feet tall. Oh, man, what a mess. We've been chopping them up uh, for the last three days. It's actually started on Wednesday, and we had some stuff fall on our deck. We had to kind of get rid of that. To make a long story short, in the midst of all of our chopping out there today, a truck came by with a tree service business. For 950 bucks, they took care of it, and we were more than happy to let them do it. <laughs> oh, what a, what a job. What a nightmare you and see I, it brings out the entrepreneurs you get a nor'easter if things are really messed up somebody out there will do something that you need to get things going again not so much if you lose your power you know they don't have freelance people to restore your power no but i can tell you this I'm so happy for those entrepreneurs. I'll tell you, he gave us a really good price. I mean, it was an awful lot of work. We got lucky in a way because he was doing three other jobs on our block. So uh, he gave us kind of a discount and that made it much uh, more palatable. We did um, lose our power off and on for Wednesday and and part of Thursday, uh, but then it finally came back. However, the rest of our town, about half our town, has no power. And I don't know if the audience knows this, but I'm a substitute teacher part-time, and we miss school Thursday and Friday. So the storm really started Wednesday, but it started just as we were leaving school. Um, so anyway, I I I know you guys are down in Arizona. You're so lucky. (laughs) Actually, Randall is located in Canada. Oh, Oh, not so so lucky. (laughs) We're used to the snow. We had more snow here in uh, one day than we usually get all month, uh, just a few days ago. And Chris O'Brien moved to New York State in a part where they do get plenty of snow. South of the Great Lakes, probably. It's it's kind of overlooking the Pennsylvania border. Oh, yeah. That's um, pretty bad, too, out there. And it's a higher elevation generally. So, yeah, they can get it pretty bad out there. Just a quick question, uh, Gene, for Randall. One of my brothers owns some land up in Halliburton, Canada. Do you know where that is? Yeah, it's not around here. That's uh, (laughs) Canada. Anyway, what were you going to comment about it? Ontario. uh, It was it's about maybe 100 plus miles north of on uh, of um toronto and uh, and my brother had about 500 acres of land up there this is back many years ago we since sold it but um uh it was really beautiful up there in that part of canada oh it was kind of the, like the lake district area that's mm-hmm. what it was yeah and a lot of vacationers uh went up to that area and oh wait did you say where you live in canada what part well, I'm in Alberta. I'm where I'm in Calgary. Oh, so oh, I'm out wait. west. And, out uh, west. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Canada is one big, beautiful country, too. So, you know, it's it's really nice here and it's beautiful down there. And 
it was spent while we share the whole border with you guys. So yep, yeah, we're both pretty and big it, countries. Uh, yeah, and uh, and and uh, that's a part of Canada and the U.S. for that matter. I'd love to get to uh, the Northwest, the uh, Pacific Northwest. I'd love to get up into that area. I've been trying to persuade my wife and daughter to, for us to take a vacation out there, but haven't quite succeeded yet. <laughs> but I'll keep trying. <laughs> Listen, let me go over your background a little bit because there's some things that intrigue me that we probably discussed the last time, but I wanted to bring them up again. Okay. One, of course, was the fact that you work with Hewlett Packard in product management. Which product? Oh, um, I, I worked. Uh, they had a computer called an Alpha system, and I worked with that for many years, but also some software products um, that uh, we were making, um, and I did that for many years too. But in addition, I supported a lot of marketing managers, and um, and so I did that as well. And I ought to mention that for a good chunk of my career, I was in finance there. Um, so uh, I did profit and loss statements and spreadsheets and assets and asset balances, all that kind of stuff. And uh, and it was a great company to work for. I still get my health care through them. I worked there for 27 years. We're going to have to wait 27 years if we don't do this break. Robert oh, Schroeder sure. joining us. With Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo Tote Bag... All sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality. You know, great t-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com. Stop by and take a shopping tour. ID Stronghold wallets are different. They may look the same on the outside. They're stylish. They'll hold your cards and cash. But they're hiding something great on the inside. No, there are no pyrotechnics. And it doesn't sing when you open it. But it does have magical powers. ID Stronghold wallets protect your critical information and identity from thieves standing right next to you. Anyone can buy a cheap RFID scanner online and snag your information just by walking past you. Contactless credit cards, debit cards, even your work ID badge. ID Stronghold was the first to pioneer RFID blocking technology over 12 years ago. ID Stronghold's wallets, sleeves, and badge holders are trusted by the U.S. military and the executive office of the president. Something the competitors can't say. Secure your identity and save 10% by using coupon code MAGIC at checkout for a limited time at IDStronghold.com. IDStronghold.com. 
Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, Robert Schroeder joins us, and we're going to talk about his book on UFOs in a moment. Now, you have a serious business background financial, science, a degree in aerospace engineering. What got you attracted to UFOs? Okay, Gene, that's a great question. (laughs) I've actually been interested in this subject. I'm actually, I grew up in the 50s and 60s. And as maybe many of your listeners may know, the 1950s were a big decade for UFOs. And even though I was only a kid in the 50s, 1950s, um, I couldn't help but see all the stuff on TV and in the papers about UFOs. And I had my own personal sighting. I lived in Teaneck, New Jersey, a couple miles west of the George Washington Bridge, Manhattan, New York. In 1957, in November, I was, uh, let's see, I was around 10 years old. I was standing out in my front yard, and I was uh, looking up into the sky, you know, like kids often do, you know. It was a perfectly clear um, sky, perfectly blue, uh, not a cloud in sight. And and we had a two-story house. I come from a a fairly big family. We needed a fairly big house. Uh, I have five brothers and sisters. And for some reason, I was just looking up, and our house was two stories. And so all of a sudden, 
coming from the west, coming over our house, I and I was in the front yard, I saw this cylindrical object that looked like perfect, just like a cigarette, but it was kind of gold in color. And on, at the time of the day was probably around five o'clock or so. So the sun was go- definitely going down in November. And it was, I could see it clearly glinting in the sun. And I thought, that is strange. And my first thought was, and I come from a family of scientists and engineers, so I, I've, even as a kid, I loved science. So my first thought was it might have been an airplane. Uh, the 7, 707, Boeing 707, had just come out in 1957, and we had seen them. And sometimes when a plane's wings are tilted, you can only see the fuselage. So I thought, gee, maybe that's what it is. But as a kid, I had very good eyesight. I mean, even today, I only wear glasses occasionally, and I, I just buy the cheap ones at the drugstore. But uh, So I had very good eyesight. But the thing that puzzled me, Jean, was uh, the front of this thing and the back were totally blunt. They were just squared off, just like a cigarette. And then, to my shock, behind it, in tandem, traveling with it, was a round object that was no wider than the narrow width of the cigarette-shaped object. Anyway, the two of them continued across the sky, and at that instant, I realized this was really weird. And so I ran inside to tell my brothers, and a a couple of them came out, and they saw it just as it was going over the trees heading toward New York City. At the time, I was totally baffled, but of course it stuck in my memory. And years later, I read a story about this guy in in France who was out walking his dog at like two in the morning. It was pitch, pitch black. And he looked up in the sky and he saw this gigantic cylindrical shaped object and it was kind of tilted at 45 degrees. He said it was huge based on the clouds that were nearby. He said it was easily half a mile in length, you know. I mean, that's how big this thing was. And all of a sudden, he sees a flash at the bottom end, and a disc-shaped object comes out, swirls around the cylinder a couple times, and shoots off in one direction of the compass. And he was in the suburb of Paris. And then a second one came out, did the same thing, but went in a different direction of the compass until about six or seven of these uh, typical flying saucers had popped out of the bottom of this thing and gone off in different directions. And then the object kind of uh, seemed to be falling toward the ground and then just evaporated, disappeared. (laughs) And the guy was flabbergasted. When I read that report, and by that time I had read a lot of UFO stories, I instantly realized the thing I saw in 1957 was some kind of a carrier or what ufologists call a mothership. And apparently the disks are stacked like plates inside it of these cylinders. And that's apparently what I saw. So you're assuming then that might be part of the propulsion system for these UFOs? Uh, No, I think it's simply the disc-shaped UFOs are used for close-up observation of the Earth. But when they move from one star system to another, they go in that larger cylinder, kind of like an aircraft carrier uh, carries airplanes. And um, I think that's what they do. I think those smaller disc-shaped objects are what you might call scout craft. I've heard that term. And that's probably uh, what what they are. And they're used for 
you know, getting down close and personal, you know, and and checking things out on planet Earth and or other planets in the in the uh, solar system where they haven't um, their their civilizations are not as developed as the the ones that are um, uh, building these UFOs. Can I can I ask a question there? Yes. Just before we get too far along, so you you saw one of these cylindrical objects. Now, was the one that you saw, in your estimation, as large as this other sighting of the mothership that you are describing? Uh, that's a great question, Randall. Um, I figured when I looked at it that it, um, I thought it was flying at around 5,000 feet. And my assumption was based on airplanes that were going into LaGuardia, LaGuardia Airport um, before it became Kennedy. And, uh, and I assumed if it was at that height it was pretty darn big um because it looked longer than a normal uh, 707 um and right, so, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't like a half a mile long but. um you know what if i misjudge the altitude if the altitude was actually higher then it easily could have been a half mile and 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 just so you don't think that's unprecedented um there was a sighting in england uh, by a private airline pilot, and um, and this guy, and I can't, I, unfortunately I can't remember his name. Maybe you guys can remember, but he's been uh, the sighting has been shown on TV many times. But um, Arigne A U R I G N E Y Airlines, and they were going to the from England to the Channel Islands. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, they were like? flying across the Channel and and uh, noticed something. Off in the distance that way, huge. It was. They estimate it was easily a mile in diameter. Yeah, and, the, these motherships have been spotted. When you know, we know about those. And in your case, however, I mean, if, I was just trying to determine. Say, if I mean, if we've got a long sort of cylindrical object that is within reasonable size, like how did this thing move so that you could distinguish it from something like, say, an unconventional blimp or something like that? Yes. This thing was very, I, um, I'd i use the word majestic. It just moves smoothly across the sky. Let's the- break it here. Let's break here, and then we'll continue. Okay. When they say majestic, I think of Majestic 12 because of the forthcoming appearance of Rick Doty. I'm kidding. Robert Schroeder <laughs> joining Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text BEST33 to 443-443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text BEST33 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, Text BEST33 to 443-443. That's B-E-S-T-33 to 443-443. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Before we go on, I want to tell you we have a second radio show that 
It's only available to those who subscribe to the Paracast Plus. To find out more, go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. We offer After the Paracast podcast, where you never know what's going to happen next. We offer this show free of the network ads. Another goodies, prices starting at just $1.49 a week are priced cheap. We're talking today primarily about physical UFOs, physical propulsion systems, advanced physics with Robert Schroeder. Now, as many of our listeners know, we cover a wide gamut of the UFO enigma, and we talk about some aspects of UFOs not being as physical as they seem to be. But everything is based on assumptions. So if you assume that UFOs are physical craft coming here from other worlds, they have to use some kind of propulsion system to get here. Ideally, I'd like it to be a stargate. And the reason I'd like it to be a stargate, and I'll ask Robert if he has any opinions about that, is because it's just so simple. You enter the gate, 30 seconds later, you're through the wormhole, and you're on another part of the galaxy. You don't have to worry about crashing somewhere. You don't have to worry about space wars because you're going from here to there. It's just so simple. You don't have to worry about waiting at a spaceport. You just enter the stargate. I guess for mass amounts of people, it might be a little awkward. You'd have to just send rows and rows of them to the Stargate. But before we go on there, I just wanted to throw this out because it kind of inspired me by a couple of things I read about you. Do you think that a Stargate is a practical form of transportation if we're going to deal with wormholes? I would say this, Gene. They're not using wormholes. The reason is that... um, uh, wormholes are very, very difficult to maintain, and wormholes, if they exist, would simply connect uh, one part of the universe to another. Well, that's um, the point of the Stargate. It's a two, uh, two-way uh, transportation. Uh, yes, I totally agree. However, here's the problem. Uh, you couldn't go anywhere you wanted. You'd have to go wherever the wormhole happened to be connected. But I think they are getting here quite quickly and i'll tell you why <laughs> and but I, I i don't know if you if it's okay for me to kind of get into the technical stuff right but just bear in mind here we have a mixture of listeners some are technical okay. some are not some if you say anything beyond the four letters math they will turn off so you need to explain it in a form that anybody will pick up on it yep and i and because i've done over the last few years, I've probably done, good grief, maybe 80 or 90 uh, presentations, appearances around the country, you know. And so I've talked to all kinds of audiences, and I can present this in a way that I, everybody will understand it. Uh, in a nutshell, I do believe that extra dimensions exist, and it appears, according to one theory by a couple of Harvard physicists, uh, that there may be one of these extra dimensions might be on the larger side, and it it uh, appears to be, according to their theory, severely warped um, in such a way that we may be able to make use of it to travel to other stars. And I'll I'll get into that in a second. People have probably heard of string theory, maybe I don't know. Um, sure. Okay, uh, string theory is. Um, I, there's no need to totally understand it, but the basic idea is that at one point they thought that all subatomic particles were tiny, infinitesimally small 
points and with no extension. Um, but um, they, there's a big thing going on in physics called the toe, uh, T-O-E, the big toe, <laughs> uh, which and toe stands for theory of everything. And uh, the whole idea behind that is to unite uh, the non-gravity forces in nature and gravity. Uh, that is, everybody's probably heard of general relativity, and and I'm sure pretty people have heard of quantum mechanics, and those are the two uh, pillars of modern physics. And now general relativity refers to things that are uh, large scale, uh, planets, uh, solar systems, galaxies, the universe itself. And um, uh, on the other hand, m- uh, quantum mechanics deals with the subatomic world, t- teeny weeny things uh, like atoms and electrons and quarks and protons, neutrons, and that kind of thing. And um, so um, the problem that physics is having, and anybody can look this up on the internet, they've been trying to come up with this uh, unified theory that will unify gravity uh, with the other forces of nature, the non-gravity forces, electromagnetism, uh, the strong nuclear force, and the weak nuclear force. That's it. There's only three non-gravity forces. And uh, the strong nuclear force is what holds the nucleus together because like repels, so protons in the, nucle- in the nucleus, uh, because they have a like positive charge, they would fly apart except for the strong nuclear force, which overcomes that repulsion and holds the nucleus together. Otherwise, we would not be here, would blow up. And the weak nuclear force is just related to uh, radioactivity. Subatomic particles decay. People have heard of radioactive decay, like uranium and stuff. And that's the weak nuclear force that produces that effect. And electromagnetism, we're all familiar with that. We use it every single day. And photons carry the electromagnetic force. But anyway, um, Einstein, before he died in his last years uh, of his life, he died in 1955, uh, he tried to come up with a theory that would unify at least electromagnetism and gravity. And um, he was not able to do so. But anyway, physicists have been working on this unification theory for good grief, a century, you know. And and they finally started to make mathematical or theoretical progress, at least on paper. They can't show it experimentally yet, but I think they will. But what happened is they realized that uh, subatomic particles may not be infinitesimally small points. Instead, they may be little wiggling strings, hence string theory. And this is where it gets exciting. And uh, and and now I'm going to ex- explain um, what this is all about. Um, so if the things are little wiggling strings, it, it uh, opens whole new theoretical windows, and we may be able to unify gravity and the non-gravity forces. But where it relates to UFOs, and that's where I, I'm going to show the audience what's what I think is going on. Um, uh, a number of theories have come... Oh, oh, I forgot to mention one important thing. Uh, one of the things that comes out naturally out of string theory 
is the idea that we may live in a universe of extra dimensions. Now, everybody knows we live in three space dimensions. You can move forward and backward, sideways either way, or up and down. That's three space dimensions. And then Einstein taught us that time should be considered a fourth dimension. That's what they mean by space-time. So uh, for years and years, uh, we thought we lived in a four-dimensional universe, three of space and one of time. Now, incredibly, in, in string theory, they think there may be an additional seven dimensions, uh, space dimensions, for a total of 11 dimensions all together. It sounds mind-boggling. <laughs> mind-boggling. And So uh, therefore, in the fifth dimension, we have Mr. Mixes Pitlick. You're not familiar with the comic oh. books, are you? Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> okay, so this is a character in the Superman or DC Comics universe where he is an all-powerful, mischievous person who comes from the fifth dimension, and the only way to get rid of him is to get him to say or spell his name backwards. Okay, that's in the Superman universe. We don't want to get into comic books and characters. We want to get into string theory and interdimensional travel and goodies like that. More to come with Robert Schroeder. And Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
Are you one of the 70% of Americans that want to own your own business, afraid to leave the security of your current job to pursue your dreams? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current job schedule, creating extra income for you and your family by joining his crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Over the last four years, three of the biggest online precious metals dealers have gone bankrupt and their owners put in prison due to theft and fraud. Having previously purchased precious metals, can you be sure you purchased the right product? Did you receive proper advice? Or were you stung by one of these companies? Miles Franklin has been in business for 29 years without receiving any material customer or regulatory complaints ever. Maintaining an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating and residing in Minnesota, the only state in America that regulates the precious metals industry, making doing business in precious metals with Miles Franklin the safest choice, bar none. Call us at 866-485-4346 and let us review your portfolio at no commitment whatsoever. Again, that's 866-485-4346. Get the peace of mind you deserve in working with a precious metals company with a reputation like Miles Franklin. Again, that's 866-485-4346. Miles Franklin Precious Metals, the name you can trust. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. See how I can dovetail that into theories of the universe. I want to get past the technical stuff because we really want to focus on practicality here. So. The thing here is we make an assumption UFOs are spaceships. They come here from other star systems. How do they get here? And if they get here, wouldn't they choose a way to travel that would somehow exceed the speed of light? Otherwise, it would take a thousand years to get here. Some way to maybe go through a dimensional pathway or some kind of warp drive or something to get here in hours or days rather than centuries. And we also Um, assume that if a civilization is thousands of years ahead of us, they got this figured out pretty much, right? Yes, well, exactly. And we are on the, I believe we may ourselves be on the threshold of understanding how they do it. And actually, I was literally uh, right on the verge of telling you that I did the worst technical stuff so far. But this is where it gets exciting, Gene. And I do need to mention this because it explains it. I'll just mention this real briefly. There's a big problem in physics called the hierarchy problem. Gravity is much weaker than the other forces of nature. Nobody knows why. But this theory called warped 
geometry by a Harvard physicist and actually by another in John Hopkins University. What it says is this, and this is where the UFO connection comes in. Their theories postulates we live on something called a space-time membrane, but there's another space-time membrane parallel to ours. One more thing. Of those extra dimensions, only one is large, and oddly enough, it's the fifth dimension and as in the superman comic book there but so, only so therefore we can travel through space by saying our names backwards <laughs> oh i wish we could <laughs> and uh, I'd, I'd be uh, checking it out right away <laughs> but anyway they the idea that they had to explain the hierarchy problem the weakness of gravity and just to show you how incredibly weak it is the electromagnetic force which is very similar to the other in, in terms of strength to the other non-gravity forces is um 10 to the 36 power one followed by 36 zeros stronger than gravity it, that's staggering it's like a gazillion 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 and so they had to try to explain it and here's how they do it they believe that um, the gravitons that carry the gravity force they believe that they are going into this um, what they call the bulk this space between these two membranes and that fifth dimension area it's actually five-dimensional space but we cannot see that five-dimensional space uh, the photons from our eyes are stuck on the membrane we live on so we cannot see it but gravitons because they're open strings with the two ends of the strings stuck in our membrane but gravitons are believed to be closed loops gravitons carry the gravity force and they are free to travel into this extra five-dimensional space that's literally all around us right now as we talk and the key to their theory is also the key i believe to ufos traveling to planet earth here it is they believe that that a five-dimensional space that's all around us that we can't see. They believe that it's severely warped where the force of gravity goes up 10 to the 16 times the deeper you go into that fifth dimension toward the parallel membrane that's next to us. And why, the, and why is that important? Here's why. General relativity tells us that where gravity is strong space shrinks distance shrinks i'll give you an exact example and you'll see exactly what's going on if we were able to penetrate into that bulk into that five-dimensional space it would only have to go in part way into it oh by the way does anybody know the closest star system to planet earth proxima centauri it's about exactly is that Ran is that randall or gene that's randall you can hear the slight canadian lilt Oh, you're right. <laughs> um, Alpha Centauri, AB, and Proxima. Proxima happens to be the closest star. It's a red dwarf uh, to planet Earth. There, it's 4.3 light years, or about 25 trillion miles. If we went by conventional spaceships, it would easily take thousands of years, actually, because rockets just don't go that fast. And so, if, you know, it would take multiple generations before we even got there. But listen to this. If we were able to penetrate the bulk, we'd only have to go into the uh, this five-dimensional space that's all around us, uh, but we can't penetrate at the moment. We'd only have to go in 
uh, where gravity increases in strength only one ten thousandth of its maximum strength, 10 to the 16 power. So it's only going to be one ten thousandth of that. And if we went in only that far, the distance to Alpha Centauri shrinks from 25 trillion miles, or 4.3 light years, to a mere 25 miles. You could get in, jump in your car and drive to Alpha Centauri in half an hour, depending on the speed limit and the bulk. And so you're basically <laughs> warping the distance. Uh, we're not warping the distance. Mother Nature is. So Mother Nature is making the trip of several light years a 25-mile trip. doesn't matter how it's done. But is that warp drive then? Uh, no. Nope, it's not. All we're doing is taking advantage uh, of a portion of space that is naturally warped and by and that's that's all we're doing it's just like going from europe to america back in the age of discovery we took advantage of the ocean to go you know straight across and instead of trying to go you know across the polar regions and and you know we just took a more direct route on the ocean it was available we used it and that's exactly what's going on here okay um, but let me ask more of a detailed question more practical question okay, okay so we can come up with a theory about how a spacecraft will travel quickly from one star system to another yes the distance of 25 miles rather than three or four light years and maybe travel hundreds of light years in a pretty quick amount of time. Okay. Exactly. All right. Is this something we can conceive of doing maybe in a test laboratory in the near future? Or is this something 10, 20, 1,000 years before we can develop that technology? Excellent question. Uh, right now, they're, uh, what's happening, guys, is they are testing for the extra dimensions um, at the Large Hadron Collider which is a particle accelerator over in Geneva, Switzerland. And, it, and in fact, they are looking for uh, signals that these extra dimensions exist. And this is really critical to modern physics because uh, they're trying to solve these very complex problems uh, with a big problem is the hierarchy problem, uh, the weakness of gravity versus the other forces. And if they find those extra dimensions, it'll be the first indication we have that they exist and that they might account for the weakness of gravity because the gravitons that carry the gravity force are all located in this bulk area. So um, they, um, uh, they've actually run a whole ton of tests at the uh, LHC, the Large Hadron Collider. Um, and and unfortunately, it takes years to go through the data, to sift through it. I mean, they have mountains of data. And so it, the the answer may be already in there. Uh, we just haven't found it yet because they've got a, you have thousands of physicists around the world who are combing through this data, and we may have a signal. And what, and what they're actually looking for is... Um, Believe it or not, where gravity suddenly becomes weak at a certain point, um, and where they collide these particles together, if they see uh, the gravitation, the strength of the gravity force, ordinary Earth gravity, suddenly become weak there, that's an indication that gravitons have shot into the extra dimensions, and and that would indicate these dimensions are real. And, uh, and once we know that, that's when we can really begin cracking down and trying to figure out 
um, how to get in there, explore it, find out what's going on and things like that. And you see Elon Musk better get on this. Can you imagine if Elon Musk offers for like half a million dollars? I'll take you across the stars for just a half million dollars. We'll also have a new Tesla spaceship. Now, imagine that we had a Tesla spaceship. Of course, we also have to think about the source of energy for this. I want to ask you about that, too. And then we'll go back to the straight ahead with the UFOs. But we have Robert Schroeder. And the book, by the way, if you're curious about all this stuff into advanced technology, he wrote a book about all this that is, you know, very much related to UFOs. It's called Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs. Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. This is Dan Pillard. Do you have the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, I'm Kelly Cook, Chief Marketing Officer for Kmart and Sears. Every baby deserves the best possible start, but not all babies get one. March of Dimes is changing that. You can help us lead the fight for the health of all moms and babies. Join me and Kmart to March for Babies. Let's raise funds and be champions for families near and far. Together, we are building a brighter future. Sign up for Kmart's team today at marchforbabies.org. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I want to throw one more thing out of there, the flying the ointment. This theory, would you agree with me, whether or not UFOs employ this technology doesn't mean we can't develop this technology for our own purposes, right? Exactly. And and I, I wanted to, exactly correct, exactly. I believe 
um, I happen to believe that we may very well be on the threshold. Uh, there's a technical reason why. Um, there's two ways to solve the hierarchy problem. Always remember that hierarchy problem. That's the key to the whole thing. Um, uh, one way is something called supersymmetry, and uh, we don't need to go into the details of it, but they've been looking for supersymmetric particles at the LHC and other particle accelerators, but they haven't found them. And supersymmetry doesn't require the extra dimensions, whereas the extra dimension theories uh, that are coming out in the uh, uh, in this Harvard physicist idea, um, that one uh, absolutely has to have the extra dimensions to explain the hierarchy problem. So, um, uh, so anyway, the, um, I believe. But since supersymmetry is the competition, and they haven't found um, the weakest of the supersymmetric particles, which they should have by now, it's a sure indication supersymmetry is not correct, and that leaves what is known as the Randall syndrome theory and RS1. And that's why I believe we may be much closer to understanding these extra dimensions. But I want to say one other thing, Gene. We're hoping to find the extra dimensions at the Large Hadron Collider, and I'm sure we will, or I'm pretty confident we will. However, there's one other way we could do it. And this is where people who study the UFO phenomenon, if we had enough money, we could potentially do it. I'll show you how. One of the side effects that um, UFOs should give off if they are using this concept, um, they ought to be giving off, they ought to be radiating something called Hawking radiation. And it's a byproduct of uh, micro black hole decay. And, um, and so if we were able to um, uh, get the proper instrumentation out there, it would be expensive. Um, and and every, everybody who's studied the UFO phenomenon over the years knows that there are periods which they call UFO waves, where you have an UFOs appearing in a particular region of the planet over a period of time, like the Hudson Valley in New York. I think everybody's heard of that. Uh, the Belgium sightings in Europe in the 90s. Uh, Hudson Valley was in the 80s. Uh, the Phoenix UFOs, those appeared for like six months or something. Well, no, well the Phoenix lights didn't appear for six months. Oh, they did? Oh, that's right. You're down there. Yeah, the Phoenix, yeah. Well, you're right. The Phoenix lights were basically two sets of phenomenon, probably. One probably flares the other, something more significant, but I'm not going to get into that. The key here oh. is the frequency of UFOs. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with anything. And the reason is because we've had so-called UFO flaps for many years. We have tried to find patterns, seven-year patterns, patterns related to the position of Mars in relationship to the Earth, and it never happens. And the reason is we get the pattern and it seems to work, and then suddenly there is no pattern. And so I, I, I've I not totally. seen evidence of patterns. It doesn't mean uh, that UFOs have any particular propulsion system. Can I just say this, Gene? I'm not actually looking for a pattern per se of them, re you know, occurring every seven years or something like that. No, that's not what I was looking for. We need two things. We need the equipment and the personnel, and these need to be experts and spectrographic analysis and things like that, physicists, um, technicians, and stuff like that. And then the second thing we need is a 
a bona fide UFO wave like the Hudson Valley, that went on for a long period of time. And by the way, the Phoenix Lights, um, I talked to Dr. Lynn Katai. I've, I've met her many times at these UFO conferences. And if you read her book, she reports that months before the actual big Phoenix Lights, uh, she was seeing objects. I know Dr. Yeah, Lynn. She's been on the Dr. show a couple of times. Just to let you know. I think there's a general perception here that she's very, very sincere. She's a medical doctor, very smart woman, but she kind of, shall we say, assumes too much in that case. Just leave it there. My perception is she assumes too much about what's going on with the Phoenix Lights. To her, that's the beginning and end all of UFO cases. And I think it has some relevance in the scheme of things, but it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's just one of thousands and thousands of UFO cases. I think we're not focusing so much on the UFO sightings today because we've done that a thousand times here. We need to focus on possible propulsion systems, why you feel this is relevant. And certainly, as I said, even divorced from UFOs. This might be relevant, but the question I have of you is here. We're going to do something amazing here in terms of our technology. Cross the stars in a way that can be done quickly and hopefully not too expensively. What about the power requirements? Now, the reason I raise this is scientists who are exploring the possibility of warp drive kind of recognize that we're dealing with prodigious energy requirements originally back in the 90s thought to be planet-sized, although it's a lot more responsible and a lot more realistic now. So maybe when we get to first contact, we'll deal with it. But seriously speaking here, What kind of energy source would we need to power a spaceship through your system to get to Proxima Centauri as if it were 25 miles away? I'll tell you. By the way, when you talked about energy, Gene, you hit the nail on the head because that's exactly the problem with all the other ideas that have come up. People may have heard of the Alcubierre warp drive. Uh, Miguel Alcubierre, a Mexican physicist, uh, some years ago, he came up with the idea of a warp drive where you would shrink space in front of the spaceship and expand it behind it, and you would kind of ride a wave through space and a a warp uh, space. Um, However, he himself, uh, Dr. Alcubierre, uh, realized uh, it caused a great deal of excitement by the way at the time but he realized later that the energy require requirements exactly as you said gene were so staggering that it just wasn't feasible here's here's the key to this is the most important thing um you don't need enormous amounts of energy at all. In fact, just an ordinary nuclear reactor, probably you know something in the megawatt range or something like that. Um, uh, and here's why. Because what I think these things are doing, if, if these extra dimensions exist, according to some of these theories, then there are certain types of particles um, like that are called Kaluza-Klein particles, um, whose natural home is in the bulk. So, in other words, if we at a particle accelerator produced these KK part—I call them KK Kaluza-Klein particles—then where do they want to go? They want to go straight into the bulk, and that's where they go. And that is that extra five-dimensional space. So, all you have to do is create a shroud of these KK particles around your spaceship and the whole 
a kitten caboodle will go into the five-dimensional space where you can take advantage of the warp geometry to get to other stars. And 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 the and the thing that this is vital to understanding what's going on here. The thing is we don't need we don't need to warp space ourselves. If this theory is correct, Mother Nature has created a space that's parallel to our own that's already warped and we just have to be able to get in there and take advantage of it and so we don't need the energy to warp the space only just to get into that warp space which is a heck of a lot easier and and so there you go there it is and, and you're so saying you're warped. suggesting here we're gonna to have to break it in a moment you're suggesting here robert this is something that we're going to be able to do in the not very distant future Yes, that's what it sounds I, like to me that, hey, we can do this. We could maybe before we figure about sending men to the moon in 2030, which is the worst possible possibility that exists, that we have to wait that long after we got to the moon in 1969, that we can do this in the not too distant future. More to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Neighbors, we've made such a deal with HelloFresh, and it means that everyone listening to this show can receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code PARACAST30. You know, with HelloFresh, you can choose the delivery day that works best for you. They've got a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And can you imagine me cooking Japanese panko chicken. It makes me feel like I'm a chef. It means also that you could actually get your meal cooked in 30 minutes. For busy people, this is perfect. The simple recipes include step-by-step instructions so even I can figure it out. Go to HelloFresh.com. Use the offer code PARACAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh.com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. 
I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So Chris O'Brien is dealing with an internet problem, but he should be back next week as we interview Richard Doty, and I think it's going to happen next time going to really make it happen because Dodie seems to be making the extra effort to get on the show. He has a pretty good cell connection, by the way. I did talk to him about an hour and a half after the interview failed to take place. And he sounded, you know, like he has a really good quality phone. I think it's a Verizon phone. Maybe an iPhone, I'll ask him. we got more here with Robert Schroeder, and we're talking about advanced propulsion systems. Possibly we will design something that supposedly is what the UFOs can do. Again, I want to understand this here. It's not so much the theoretical physics, because I said we can divorce that from UFOs. Why do we say UFOs are doing this? Can we demonstrate this? We can. We absolutely can. Uh, Because if they are doing this, if they're using this type of technology, then we ought to see certain types of evidence, which we are indeed seeing. Um, One of the things that we ought to see is we ought to see UFOs occasionally start to fade and become partially transparent and then totally disappear. And well, son of a gun. In, I think it was 1994, uh, I've got to look up in my notes here. Oh, here it is. In 1994, Captain Charles Dubach, anybody listening to this show can look this up on their own on the internet. He saw an 800-foot, actually, please, later he said it was probably 1,000 feet in diameter, a red metallic-looking UFO, and he was about 20 miles from Paris. He had it on his airborne radar. It was also picked up by ground, military, and commercial radar. As he watched this gigantic UFO, he and his crew were shocked to see this thing start to fade, and they could begin to see right through it. 
and then it totally disappeared. At the moment that it disappeared entirely, it also disappeared on their radar, uh, their airborne radar, and the two ground radars that were observing it. And uh, so um, that suggests very strongly uh, that uh, we're dealing with an object that was physically in our four-dimensional space, but then moved into that five-dimensional bulk. And then there was another case of a disappearing UFO. So this is exactly the kind of thing uh, we should expect to see if they are taking advantage of these uh, um, this large extra five-dimensional space. Um, a Canadian pilot on December 17th, 2014, near Calgary, Canada, uh, he was a corporate pilot. He saw a, a cylindrical UFO. He was coming in for a landing, and he was shocked to see this cylindrical object with literally no wings or anything. But as he watched it, it became partially transparent. He could see the road through the object, but could still see the outline of the object, and then it just disappeared. So that's a much more recent sighting. Many, many years ago, Chichester, uh, this is a guy... We don't really need all of the examples to know. A lot of the people that listen, we know that there are cases of disappearing UFOs. So we don't really need to go into all of those, what I would ask is, why couldn't we simply explain that using active camouflage? We're not that far away from developing that ourselves. The thing would appear to disappear or fade out. It explains the entire thing. That and being able to evade radar, we've also got that kind of technology. So we don't really need to invoke a hypothetical fifth dimension in order to explain that. Yes, that's exactly correct. However, it just happens that to be that in this era of Earth technology, we happen to be developing stealth technology. But I think that's pure coincidence. Uh, there was another one, Charles Holt, Colonel Charles Holt. Uh, he observed something in uh, Rendlesham Forest. Right. A, a, a UFO that was on the ground. And then all of a sudden, it just popped out of apparently out of existence and it just saw a shower of sparks and it was gone um, yes but the point I, is here before we go on yep we have no idea what they're doing at their physical craft there's no reason to assume that our concept of warp geometry or advanced physics explains what you see it could be other answers the more logical yeah. thing to do would be to make a list, a bullet list of possible reasons why it's doing that. Camouflage, reality bending. It doesn't have to be a propulsion system. The reason we see that now and the reason you see that is something that's been common to UFOs, which is they're often interpreted in the cultural meme of the time. Just like in 1897, yeah. they have the airships. We interpret them in a way that fits a particular... Uh, culture of the time so nowadays of course people looking into these propulsion systems may assume that but we can't assume they're doing that we could say they could be doing that we can't prove it we can't demonstrate it because they can disappear on us there's no way we could do that unless we actually capture one and find out even then there's yeah. no reason to yeah. even think that whatever brings the ufos here if their physical craft aren't manipulating the image you see to oh, something that you perceive yeah. as representing, shall we say, some kind of scientific principle. I mean, they talked of anti-gravity at one time. I'm sure we can talk about a lot of other possibilities because this is the state of our scientific knowledge. A hundred years from now, 
assuming we have no answer to the UFO mystery? Would we see UFOs and interpret them in accordance with scientific principles that we know then? Because I'm sure we'll know a few more things than we know now. One of the characteristics that we should see if these craft are using extra dimensions, and now it could be stealth technology, I don't discount that, but I don't think that's what it is. uh, Because they have one of the critical things I think they're capable of doing is reducing their inertial mass. Inertia is resistance to acceleration. One of the things that uh, people have observed time and time again. Okay, hang on a sec. We know about that too. And that's a completely separate thing from active camouflage. That would involve Um, somehow being able to uh, compensate for the inertia, which might have something to do with the what you're maybe implying with the propulsion system. But because you're dealing with dimensions as opposed to anti-gravity, then we're looking at two different concepts there again. You've gone through so many things, and I think we probably lost a lot of people in the explanations that you've given. I know about the Randall syndrome model, and there's no question that Lisa Randall is a brilliant theoretical huh. physicist. But the key word there we need to remember is the word theoretical. And even right. the theory is based on the existence of hypothetical things like gravitons. They've never been detected. Hawking radiation is still theoretical. I'm not convinced the whole picture with respect to extra dimensions is entirely coherent from a logical or philosophical perspective. We're invoking a lot of things that we have no real evidence for to explain in an abstract model something that we do no exists. The one thing we know for sure exists, at least within the UFO community, are the UFOs. But we're also using a theory to explain UFOs based on one assumption. One assumption being their physical aircraft that our technology can parse or understand what's going on. More to come with Robert Schroeder. Jay Randall Murphy's my guest co-host. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, Sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Would it be okay if you had two paychecks instead of one? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy and myself, want to show you how to get an extra paycheck every month, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Hi, this is Ted Phillips listening to the Paracast, and it's as good as it gets, believe me. So that's the question here. We're basing an assumption on an assumption, and that's why I say it's flawed, because next week if we decide another principle is better than this one, we're then going to reinterpret it that way? The answer is we can't. Just because the craft can spin on a dime and disappear doesn't mean it's using this particular technology. It doesn't mean that it's all, oh, it's no big deal. It's all about warp geometry. And like I said, I think it's an assumption based on an assumption 
And it's certainly good from a theoretical point of view. I think it's enjoyable to speculate about possible advanced propulsion systems. If it leads scientists to work on something that might bear fruit, that will greatly advance our ability to travel through space. That's great. It will not, however, unless we actually capture one or get a much closer look than we do, demonstrate that that's how E.T. is doing it. Or build yeah. it ourselves. Uh, but let me just say this, though. The, the critical thing here is that the, the real uh, problem that we've had with the idea of interstellar travel is exactly what Gene mentioned at the beginning. Uh, the enormous energy requirements, either to travel through space, uh, ordinary four-dimensional space, or to warp space, uh, like the Alcabari warp drive. And, and that's been the problem. The beauty of the idea that some of the extra dimensions are severely warped means that Mother Nature is providing a means for us to get from one place to another without expending that energy ourselves. And, uh, and that's the key to this whole thing. And, um, and, and by the way, I, I've, I've often had that – when I've done talks, I've often had people say it's, it's just simply stealth technology. I don't think so. Um, uh, the, part of the reason I don't think so is it's easy enough for them uh, uh, to just scoot away real quick. They don't need stealth. Um, they don't need to scoot away. <laughs> that's right. That's they right. They don't. don't. So if they they're doing this, it could be just – Something to play with us. You don't know whether or not UFOs are putting on an act. What about cases where you see aliens pick up samples like they did in the movie E.T.? How often do they need to do that before they got the sample? Or is this just part of an exercise that we do to make the Earthlings wonder what's happening? Or when we're taking children on space camp to Earth and they go through all these crazy exercises like we do with dissecting frogs or something? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of th- theater going on there, Gene. Let's return just, okay, let's, let's just suppose that all of this, these hypothetical things can fall together into this perfect storm to create what you're suggesting might be the case in terms of being able to navigate around the universe easier. Um, just to make it a little simpler for some of our, our listeners, mm-hmm. what I'm hearing is that this is a lot like when we're watching, say, Star Trek, we're not talking about wormholes, but we might be talking about something that's analogous to what they call subspace. What do you think of that idea? I, I'm not exactly sure what in Star Trek they mean by subspace. Yeah, what we're yeah. dealing with there is very similar to sort of what you're talking about, where they envision the the grander scheme of the universe as being composed of separate universes. In your case, you're referring to them sort of as different brains within a larger oh, system, okay. and then yeah. that and that the the space between it that you're calling the bulk would be what they refer to as subspace. Oh, okay. In that case, uh, that's similar to this, but I think in Star Trek, they talk about going warp eight, warp nine, or something like that, you know, and right. I th- they have that too, and, and uh, that's, that's, yeah. a sort, that's a different thing, so they can warp along at uh, a certain multiple of light speed, or yeah. if they know how, they can open up a gate into what they call subspace. Oh, and okay. that's pretty interesting. It's a whole other realm that's right. essentially and, uh, like another universe just alongside of ours. 
that, yes. and that very, very closely represents what this bulk is that you're talking about. Exactly, except for one key thing. Um, when they talk about that subspace, uh, they're just simply talking about some parallel space. Um, I'm talking about a, a, a parallel space that's severely warped, and that's the most important part. You don't even have to go fast. You just go in there, and the further in you go, and then you can move, and you just point in the direction you want to go. And the warping is so severe there that because distance shrinks, you can travel just about anywhere in the galaxy or the universe without expending a ton of energy. And that's the beauty of the whole thing. And and I might add that there's something else. There's two big things you got to explain about UFOs. Number one, how do they get here? And I think they're just using that warped five-dimensional space that's all around us. I think that's what they're doing. But the second thing is, how do they accelerate at blinding speeds? To give you some examples of that, there are some people who have reported that um, fighter pilots, that they'll become pulling in behind a UFO, and then suddenly it shoots off in one direction at unbelievable speed. And um, in fact, an interesting case occurred around the early 90s. Uh, that was right after the um, collapse of the Soviet Empire, um, and um, and there was at, and so we were kind of talking a lot with the uh, Russians at that point. And a Russian general came and visited the U.S. and he was just they were just discussing things, you know, and. Uh, and then on his way home, um, he was on one of those Concorde jets. As they were leaving, they saw a UFO out the window. And every all these guys were totally shocked. But I remember one comment the Russian general said, um, which caught my attention because it perfectly describes um, the behavior of these UFOs when they take off in a flash. Um, his, he said this, he, he looked at the camera and he said, where did the inertia go? <laughs> and that's exactly correct from a physics point of view. How can you get an object, which I believe they weigh, very, I think they're very, very heavy objects. How can they go suddenly uh, from a, uh, almost a standstill to 5,000 miles an hour? You know, And I believe the, the way they do it, is um, using exactly the same technology that they use to get into the bulk. Um, I believe what they're doing is they're surround. See, if they if they produce these KK gravitons uh, that allow them to go in the, into the bulk, um, they can also use these KK gravitons, Kaluza-Klein gravitons. Um, they know, um, or they, they don't know yet, but they're in the process of trying to prove it. Um, they believe that these KK gravitons, if we produce them, will in turn uh, induce the creation of um, micro black holes. And and I believe this is the key to the uh, UFO's ability to overcome inertia in our ordinary four-dimensional space. Because a micro black hole swallows everything. Everybody knows that micro black holes, or black holes in general, light cannot escape. So anything, uh, any massless particle, including a photon or a graviton, uh, even though it's going at the speed of light, is captured by uh, a black hole and, uh, and it can't escape. So I think that's what they're doing. Uh, they're shrouding the UFO 
in these micro black holes, which they produce uh, um, from the KK gravitons that they produce. And, uh, and then these, and what ends up happening is um, uh, the gravit- uh, gravitons, uh, if they exist, and 99% of physicists believe they do. Uh, it's, it's How do you know that? Uh, uh, it's uh, in a book I just literally read it the other day. Like, have they done a poll of all of the physicists, and they and these physicists say, "Yeah, we think gravitons exist." Because Absolutely. all the reading that yeah. I've done, and I've done a lot, yeah. it's purely yeah. hypothetical. And it would oh, be I- nice if they exist, but and- it's far from any sort of uh, consensus opinion that they do. And- we're going to break, guys, in a few moments. I think okay. we're getting back to the original. Thing I'm saying that Robert has a really, really fascinating story to tell here, and I'm always happy to hear it. And the details are fleshed out, but I think we're basing a theory on a theory. And therefore, it just spins in circles a little bit. We've got more to come. With Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Tired of being censored by Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Patreon? Well, now you don't have to be. OneWay.com is the free speech and human-friendly social network built just for you. Stop feeding the beast. Every post you make on those evil, anti-human, anti-American perverted sites helps them destroy our families, our country, and our souls. Join OneWay today and take back your liberty. Your free speech alternative is waiting for you at OneWay.com. OneWay.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. 
If you owe money to the IRS, you need to hear this. The IRS is cracking down on those who owe back taxes. It starts with a devastating letter. And if you don't act immediately, you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property. But there's a solution. Tax 10,000 can help. Avoid enforced compliance, where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end. Call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts. 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist who will negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call. 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack Technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I mean, if we could capture UFO tomorrow and look at this propulsion system and assume it's something that we can deal with and we can reverse engineer, it would be fascinating. But also think about this, too. We have advanced beings from other star systems. They could be hundreds or thousands of years ahead of us. They could have reached the point in their technology where warped geometry is primitive stuff. It's like uh, using an abacus for adding. It really is so primitive. We did that a thousand years ago. We got methods now that are better than the Stargate. We can wink in and wink out anywhere because what we do is like magic. This is not magic. This is advanced physics because that's our understanding now. Maybe 100 years ago, it would have been like magic. 100 years from now, it'll be like the abacus. Yeah, like, like we're looking at this stuff now like... Okay, it's kind of a tunnel vision. You see what it is? It's kind of a tunnel vision. We're looking at it very closely in terms of our understanding of physics. And obviously, it becomes more clear to you as we get to the point where our understanding is better. But I think we could be falling into a trap to assume we've got a handle on something like this. Yeah, especially when it's so hypothetical. Uh, well, um, it, it's true that gravitons are hypothetical, but you'd find very few physicists who don't believe they exist. And part of the reason for that, uh, Randall and Gene, is because um, uh, we've identified particles for everything else, all the other forces in nature. It literally follows logically that um, gravity is represented by a particle as well. It, it would follow the rules of uh, quantum mechanics. And uh, uh, however, I think we actually may see gravitons for the first time at the Large Hadron Collider, then it will no longer be hypothetical. And the reason for that is because if these extra dimensions exist, there are a different 
types of gravitons and, and, and these KK Kaluza Klein gravitons, uh, which will be much more apparent and visible to us. I mean, not, not that we can see them, but we'll be able to detect them in the particle accelerators. Well, consider the amount of energy that goes into those particle accelerators. I mean, you can run entire cities for a year on just one experiment that those things run. And if you've got to cover an entire ship with those things, I mean, you're looking at the energy requirements that probably exceed the whole warp space version. Then, I mean, if, if we're uh, really, oh, we're no. really stretching. Oh no, not at all, uh, Randall. Oh no, no, no. There's no comparison there. The amount of energy to run a city is doable. That's easily doable. We do it all the time. Uh, however. In order to warp space itself, uh, as Miguel Alcabari, he, he did the calculations, um, it requires a staggering amount of energy. You literally have to convert entire stars into energy, you know, planets, moons, 10% right. of the galaxy. Right, and, but I was talking and, about just one experiment well, where well, they well, can well, try to produce a single uh, micro black hole at one time and then that that is so small that if you want to cover a whole ship you're looking at having to create a googleplex of them in order to cover your ship so that's where it all adds up right uh, well the key i think here is i believe when they finally figure out how to do it uh, they're going to as we've done in many other types of particles we figure out better ways to produce those particles uh that's happened before and in fact um you guys have heard of Mikio Kaku, uh, the physicist at Columbia, New York University, and uh, he believes we're uh, going to be starting to downsize particle accelerators to make them tabletop size. And I believe, and I also there's something else that I need to mention. Uh, it, it's um, they do believe we're going to be discovering other particles that are much heavier than the ones we're already seeing. And of course, the heavier the particle, uh, the easier it is when you smash them together to create uh, things like KK gravitons. And uh, so I believe those are the kind of things that we're going to see once we discover the KK gravitons, which I believe we will, then um, they're going to start to discover other types of particles, which in turn can be used to create KK gravitons much more easily. And I believe other civilizations have followed precisely this path. And by the way, uh, Randall, the energy requirements um, uh, are, you know, for a city, are, that's minuscule compared to warping a chunk of space. That is gigantic. Yeah, you know? yeah, we, and, yeah we know that. But then again… Uh, we're talking about having to do the the same thing over and over again, oh, yeah. uh, and and practically an infinite number of times to cover a spaceship with these I, things in order to get them. To, so, yeah, I mean, that's you, true. you know, multiply it all out. I guess uh, that's true. However, the energy required is, I believe, easily within our means. And I don't know if people know this, but at the Large Hadron Collider, they have what they call detectors where they smash particles together and they have four of them around the collider and at the same time they're um, colliding particles at all four detectors they could easily build uh, 50 or 100 detectors and it's at those detectors where we will be creating uh, these exotic particles so you could easily see a ufo oh and by the way what do you notice about ufos about their shape 
uh, you've you've heard cylinders, you've heard spheres, you've heard disks, and a, and even the triangle UFOs typically have large bright circles in each corner, and that circular aspect of UFOs, I think it's a question of um, form follows function. Uh, I think I agree with you on that. By the way, yes. like uh, you know, there's quite a few of us out here who've also speculated on ufo propulsion and uh, we've got uh, a particular forum participant uh thomas morrison who's uh really really into this i had wanted to get him on on the show to talk with you because he's right into all the same type of stuff as you are and i think that when we start talking about superconductivity and magnetism yep. and uh, the shapes of the of the various equipment that in, is involved in creating that type of thing, then you naturally start to look at these circular spherical shapes for part of the propulsion mechanism. Right. And I, and here's what I think, uh, Randall and Jean, I believe these things are particle accelerators. That's what they are. And, uh, but they're more sophisticated than ours, but that does not mean that we will not be building these at some point in the future. And, uh, uh, we have to go through the baby steps first, uh, but then uh, I, at some point, we're going to be able to reproduce their technology, I believe. And uh, and that's what I think these things are. I think they're particle accelerators. And uh, and But the exciting thing is this, and this I want to really make uh, – I really want to emphasize um, – the, besides the Large Hadron Collider discovering KK gravitons and producing microblack holes, uh, another way we could potentially um, um, uh, decipher the technology of these craft is, as I mentioned earlier, if we can um, – because if they are producing microblack holes, a shroud around them, then – Micro black holes decay very, very quickly into Hawking radiation. And so if we were able to detect Hawking radiation uh, coming from and, – and, and Randall is right. Hawking radiation has never been seen, but they are looking for it. And oh, but I'll tell you one of the experiments they're doing in a second. But if we had – if we, um, us ufologists, if we were able to get the equipment, the money, the technical personnel together, and we detected Hawking radiation, we'd get a feather in our hat because we'd be the first to detect Hawking radiation. Um, one of the thing, ideas that they have to detect Hawking radiation is cosmic rays. As they smash into the upper atmosphere, and if they create micro-black holes, which many physicists believe they do, then um, they, they have these things, I think, in Chile, way up at high elevations, where there's not much atmosphere up above it. And if they can detect um, hawking radiation from uh, the, from these collisions up there, then that'll be the first time they've ever seen it. Um, so, um, but we could st uh, steal their thunder if we detected it first. If only Elon Musk or who are some of the other guys that have been financing? Oh, um, Robert Bigelow. Bigelow, that's the guy. He's one of the guys. If one of these people could see that um, we have potentially a way to explain the technology, and, it, and it, it would be relatively inexpensive. It's something that we, you know, would probably need, uh, like, some kind of carrier. So we need to uh, – uh, you guys all know Dr. J. Allen Hynek. He, he since passed away, but um, – 
Dr. Yeah, well, Fred. I knew him literally, but that's another oh, story. I got more to tell you, which is one other possible answer about UFOs that explains a lot of what you're talking about. And okay. we're going to hit that in our next segment with Gene and Randall. And we're talking to Robert Schroeder. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. In the early days of the Paracast, I get ragged on this all the time. <laughs> coming up with this thing. You know, people like to rag on me. So they'd rag on me all the time about voicing this particular theory about UFOs. And it's not my theory originally. It was a statement that Ray Palmer once made. And of course, we remember who Ray Palmer was. I don't know if you do, Robert, but in the 40s, he was the editor of Amazing Stories magazine, very well known in science fiction circles. He's also, by the way, there's a comic book character named after him, but uh, who was called briefly The Atom, played by Brandon Routh, who played Superman once, but anyway, on TV in Legends of Tomorrow. But anyway, Ray Palmer, that name was based on the real Ray Palmer. And Ray Palmer was the co-founder of Fate magazine, one of the early purveyors of the flying saucer legend. And he once said, flying saucers are here to make us think. 
you know, in the early days of the contactees, the flying saucers were here to make us think maybe ET's here to help us solve our problems with warlike behavior. People claim to contact UFOs. We saw in flying saucers the possibilities of space travel, being able to travel to other planets, and later, as our knowledge of the universe increased, possibly to other star systems. Certainly, we think now that with the discovery of extrasolar planets, ETs out there on another star system, there are planets there that may be in the Goldilocks or M-type zone, and we can assume they can possibly harbor life, maybe as we know it. And now, of course, as we look into advanced physics, the flying saucers provide to us the possibilities of interstellar travel using some kind of advanced physics, warp geometry, etc. In each case, the flying saucers are making us think, just as they did in 1897, to think about heavier-than-aircraft and airships. I won't rag on you at all for that, Gene. I think that's exactly what they're doing. I, I do believe that we've got an alien presence here and that making us think that's part of their study of us and our psychology. And part of our challenge is to not look at them as magic or something that we can't understand, but to be, say, if we use the rats in a maze analogy, to, to look up out of the maze and say, hey, who are you trying to kid here? You know, we know we're being messed with at this point. We just don't know exactly how, and we don't have a lot of power to change it. But I think you're absolutely right. I think that they are making us think. Even if UFOs are not a straight physical phenomenon, even if there's a co-creation possibility there where we're filling in some of the missing details, regardless of which theory of UFOs you may subscribe to, from the physical to the non-physical or somewhere in between. They're here from other dimensions, whatever. The possibility of making us think as a result of their presence, either deliberately or as part of the phenomenon in the way that it interacts with us, it's still the same possibility. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, I'd say if, if you're going to say they're here to make us think, then that implies that there's a, an intent on their part to make us think. And then so that carries us into the reason why they're here. But maybe before we, we go back to the main subject there, Robert, we've got a question from one of our forum people. Would you mind answering? Not at all. I'd be happy okay. to. Yeah. Yeah. TDSR asks, fundamental understanding of the modality of UFO flight is a science of the highest kind, but practically speaking, it ends there in your model. The magnitude of electromagnetic fields, EMFs involved, would make the human biology incompatible with the system. Think thermal absorption of the human body in the presence of EMFs. Can you speculate on the biology of the intelligent user of such a system, or do you think UFOs are purely machine in nature and under some other kind of intelligent influence? I believe they really are physical objects and uh, mechan mechanical. I, as I mentioned, I think they're really particle accelerators. I believe that they've done a number of uh, – this is very important to understanding UFOs and, and their structure. A guy from uh, MUFON, and I can't remember his name, but some years ago for Dr. J. Allen Hynek, he did a study trying to determine the weight of UFOs, landed UFOs. And what they did is they went around to various landing sites that had been found over the years, uh, right after the thing had landed, like Socorro, New Mexico, 
that police officer who saw one. They measured the indentation in the sand uh, or the gravel or dirt or whatever and and the compression and they figured out they could uh, back engineer the weight of the object uh, by doing that. Uh, there was a case in France where a UFO had landed on the railroad ties and had left deep indentations in the railroad ties. And and if you guys have ever stood on a railroad tie. A, a, oh, yeah. Tie. Many times. I used to work on the railway. They're solid oak. You, yeah, don't, exactly. dent those, you don't dent those easily. Exactly. Exactly. And yet this had substantial indentations in it. So this guy, oh, I wish I could remember his name. He calculated that uh, these things, um, the typical disc-shaped one was in the range of um, 30 to 50 tons. That's that's a lot of mass, you know. And uh, and so a car weighs a ton or two. And so you get an idea that these things uh, are pretty darn heavy. You know, they have they're very massive, and uh, and I and so I believe they have a lot of shielding on the inside to protect them. That have to protect them uh, from the radiation that's produced by the particle accelerators. And um, uh, and and I do believe they are humanoid, just more or less like us. Um, I I don't think we want to get into that, but uh, there's some reasons why evolution would tend to favor primate-type creatures uh, because we come from a three-dimensional environment require, I mean, our ancestors um, requiring uh, a, a brain that can think in, the, you know, that when we jump from branch to branch, our distant ancestors, you know. I think that primates are the more, more likely and that are going to develop intelligence. So there was a case down in New Zealand. A woman was out in one of the, they call it a paddy down there, a field, and in uh, the English, in the Commonwealth, the English British Commonwealth nations. Anyway, she observed a uh, a UFO that came down, and you guys may be familiar with this. It was back, oh, I don't know, 1959, I think. She um, she was hiding in the bushes. It was still dark, but the thing came down. And the, oh, by the way, this also points to something else that's important. She observed a, a typical disc-shaped thing, a cupola on top. And then she saw two rows of flames shooting horizontally, but in opposite directions, a ring around one ring above the other, but uh, shooting in the opposite directions. And um, and many people have noticed that UFOs spin. But the light turned on in the cupola, and she saw two human-looking creatures, but they had helmets on, but they had shoulders like humans would have, and they were dressed in like a suit, both a similar type suit, and one was right in front of the other, and the guy in front stood up and appeared to put his hands on a, a dashboard, which of course was not visible from her angle, and he appeared. He, he kind of looked down at the ground, and then he sat down again, and the light went out, and the thing took off, but what's exciting about that is that they do appear to be humanoid like us. and uh, Sometimes. Uh, yeah, I've seen, I've heard of other cases too. But let me continue. One other thing that's rather interesting, uh, the rows of, of um, jets on the, on the, on the rim of this thing that were going in opposite directions. And many people report these things rotating. Um, um, if, if these things are, uh, so uh, to the person that asked the question, I do believe uh, they protect themselves from the radiation by shielding, and that tremendous weight of the object it reflects that shielding. Um, but then how the heck can something 50 tons fly? Well, one of the uh, clues is those 
arose is the spinning of the UFO, and and in the case of the New Zealand sighting, the rows of um, flames shooting in opposite direction, the jets, and that were shooting, um, uh, uh, that were. Uh, parallel tandem to the ufo there okay. all right we'll explore this and other possibilities of ufos robert schroeder theorizing about possible propulsion systems of unidentified flying objects randall murphy is our guest co-host i'm gene steinberger in the paracast Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. I tried other brands, but I came back to my sunshine. For the best hot or cold pain relief, get the best. Get a Sunny Bay heating pad. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. And the best relief for that pain is a Sunny Bay heating pad. Did you know that the American College of Physicians said that one of the best ways to treat muscle pain is heat therapy? Sunny Bay heating pads are handmade with high quality, can be used at home or at work, and have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Why take another pill? Many people use our Sunny Bay heating pads alone and got rid of the neck pain. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. See why our homegrown small business at sunny-bay.com has tried to help people just like you. Get your Sunny Bay heating pads at sunny-bay.com. That's sunny-bay.com. Or call 253-678-1361. For hot and cold therapy, sunny-bay.com. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish? GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids. EPA, DHA, insist on IFOS omega-3 fatty acid certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home? And you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. 
Call foreclosure protection services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, so again, you know, we're assuming certain things here. The problem I see with UFOs, though, is there's less consistency from sighting to sighting. They've tried. But we do see lots of different kinds out there, different sizes, different shapes. Yep. And that makes a problem because if you're trying to make a profile of the UFO, here's the typical scout ship, here's the typical mothership. You end up with exceptions all the time, which is also another reason why there might be a subjective factor there. That what you're seeing is not 100% what you're getting. It is something put on for our benefit. It is something that we can't fully understand so we fill in the details co-creation it can be a number of different things that makes it so difficult so there isn't one or ten or a hundred ideal ufos there are many and that's what makes it difficult to do what you're trying to do uh, one thing um, people need to take into account is i believe these ufos are coming from many different civilizations literally thousands you know i don't i think there's more than one advanced civilization out there um however there are certain consistencies with these ufos uh, one of them is the rapid acceleration they see that a lot the massive size that's uh, often seen. Some of them are small, but many of them are quite massive. And then there is uh, definitely, um, even on, they've seen these rectangular ones in Belgium, but again, they had these big bright circles in each of the four corners, in this case, four corners. Uh, but in the triangles, uh, in fact, on the cover of my book, you will see one of the Belgium UFOs, and it has three bright circles in the in the three corners of the triangle and one in the middle. And uh, and so I do believe that that circular yeah, that shape. The Belgian UFO photo was pretty much proven to be a hoax. Though. There's two of them, Randall, and I get that question all the time, that comment. Um, there were two of them. One was done anonymously. And I didn't put that on the cover because I knew that you, you can't trust an, an anonymous, anonymous one. But the other one was taken by uh, somebody who revealed who they were right away. I, I've heard that. Uh, in fact, none other than Leslie Kane mentioned that to me too. And there's think- also been uh, there's also been a number of other sightings of the black triangles. So I mean, even if one of them was hoaxed, or we've got yeah. some people doing drones, yeah. well, it does seem to be that there are these triangular ones that have showed up in the last, what would you say, Gene, the last about 20, 25 years? We used to have someone who was a regular participant in the forums, a fellow named Tom Levine, I believe. And he's no longer in the game, but 
He maintained an area where he covered strictly black triangles dating back well before 2000. Exactly. And what Gene just said there, I read somewhere, and unfortunately I can't remember where I read it, but they were spotting them back in the 50s. So they have seen those triangles before. Well, and they did so, have flying wings back then, I guess. So that might Yes, might yes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, it kind of looked like a, a delta-shaped thing. Yeah, that's right. A, sort of a triangle, almost a triangle. You know. Be- before then, we move on, that was a really good answer. So if we're going to consider UFOs to be some sort of alien craft that are working with some sort of high technology – then I think it's pretty reasonable su- to suggest that they've got some kind of shielding if, we've, if we're also dealing with biological entities. That's a perfectly reasonable assumption to make. We've got one more question, too, that I want to get in because before the show is over, if that's okay. Absolutely. And, yep. and uh, it's yep. from a forum participant who goes by SRL, the initials, and asks, how would one go about creating a universal wormhole portal or tunnel. Now, I know what you're saying. We've kind of covered this fifth dimension as being different than a wormhole. Exactly. Um, So I think we've explained that to some degree. When we were talking about the Star Trek version, have a look, just for your own, just for the fun of it, look up Transwarp Conduit. Because that's really, we're talking about almost the same thing you are there. It's not a wormhole. They call it a transwarp conduit. If you could answer the question anyhow, that might be uh, um, a good thing. Uh, to S- SRL, right? That was right. it. Uh, SRL? I, yes. would say, I would say this, that um, I, as I mentioned earlier in the program, I do not believe they're using wormholes. Um, uh, wormholes, physicists believe they are ex- extremely unstable, and they're predicted by general relativity. In fact, the Schwarzschild solution, uh, which was the first exact solution to the field equations, actually is a wormhole. You know, it has a black hole on either end and a wormhole uh, uh, in between. And so what we've got here then, so, th- so the next one, well, maybe a portal might not necessarily have to be a wormhole. So in your model, you know, I think we were talk- you were talking about being able to somehow access this fifth dimension yes, and in I- some way. Our human minds cannot think in terms of even four dimensions. We're three-dimensional creatures, three space dimensions. And so even four dimensions we can't visualize. Five, forget it. (laughs) And uh, so it's going to take some mathematicians and physicists to kind of figure out how to navigate uh, this five-dimensional bulk area. But we will do it. I um because if if they've done it, these alien civilizations, I'm sure we will too. And um, um so uh, and I'm sure it's solvable. I mean, uh, we're a pretty clever species and and I think we're we have the intelligence level right now. If the warp geometry theory is correct, we may be halfway there. You know, uh, so I don't think we actually need to use uh, wormholes at all. As I mentioned earlier, wormholes only connect one place to another, one particular place, uh, whereas the warped uh, five-dimensional space uh, is everywhere. Um, you can go anywhere you want, and that's the that's one of the other advantages of it. And in addition to our already being warped, so we don't have to warp it. In addition to that, you can go anywhere you want. 
in that five-dimensional space. Just like right now, in our um, four-dimensional space, in our galaxy universe, we can go anywhere we want uh, um, using conventional techniques. We can just go point to this to Alpha Centauri and head there, you know, but it might take 10,000 years. Um, however, uh, that's the advantage of getting into that five-dimensional space. Uh, we can get there a lot quicker. Oh, and by the way, I want to mention something else that SRL might be interested in to, to hear and the rest of the audience as well. Um, one of the reasons I believe these UFOs are getting here very quickly is, is because of the often... Um, a casual, even frivolous behavior that they demonstrate when they're here. Um, I'll give you one example. There was a family down in Virginia. This might have been back in the 70s or something. And they were out in the countryside just going for a ride. And they came. They were coming out of a, a area where there were woods into an open area, a lot of farm fields on the side, but very rural out in the middle of nowhere. And one of the things Dr. Hynek once pointed out is close encounters usually occur in areas of low population. Um, so they were heading across this open area when they spotted a typical disc-shaped UFO um, about half a mile ahead of them and maybe a thousand feet up or two thousand feet up in the air. They Let's were- continue with that report okay. from the uh, 70s. More to come with Robert Schroeder and Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Tired of being censored by Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Patreon? Well, now you don't have to be. OneWay.com is the free speech and human-friendly social network built just for you. Stop feeding the beast. Every post you make on those evil, anti-human, anti-American perverted sites helps them destroy our families, our country, and our souls. Join OneWay today and take back your liberty. Your free speech alternative is waiting for you at OneWay.com. OneWay.com. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpillard.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. 
Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Does the current world crisis in North Korea or our domestic crisis right here in America concern you? Well, I know it concerns me. My friends over at Legacy Food Storage have solutions in the event there's the inevitable. What's the inevitable? Civil unrest, a run on your local grocery store. And here's my question to you. If this happens, how do you feed your children? How do you feed your grandchildren? Legacy Food Storage has the solutions. In fact, they can help you implement a simple plan to take care of your needs in the event of the inevitable. By calling them right now, I have authorized them to give you a special 20% discount at checkout by simply using GCN. Call 888-543-7345 or visit them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. That's 888-543-7345 or visiting them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. Make sure you use GCN at checkout for an incredible 20% discount. Don't be a victim. Take control of your life now. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So let's continue in this segment, the case that you were talking about, Robert. Thank you, Gene. Uh, What happened was... They were all watching this thing fascinated when suddenly it shot straight down toward their car, scared the daylights out of them. So they they um, screeched to a halt and then the thing shot back up to its original position. And so they they gathered their courage again. And then after a couple of minutes, they started moving forward again. And son of a gun, the thing came shooting down again and stopped them in their tracks. And then this time they didn't move again and then finally the thing flew away but it seems like almost galactic teenagers having a little fun with the earthlings <laughs> and if these ufos and the aliens in them had gone using conventional means like we've talked about uh scientists have talked about in the past just taking ten thousand years to get to alpha centauri we would never behave in such a frivolous fashion it would be deadly serious we would be taking samples and this that and the other thing that's what convinces me and this is not the only case there's a lot of frivolous behavior on the part of these ufos that suggests strongly 
that they get here very quickly. It's easy enough for them, and uh, and so that they can have a little fun. <laughs> but then again, of course, I mean, you know, if we go back to the beginning where you were talking about the motherships, and we have the smaller craft, the uh, scout craft, say, yep. uh, Stanton Friedman is uh, into that model. And when it comes to classic ufology, I think that's what we're really looking at when we're talking about UFOs. There's a lot of fringe theories out there, but we're talking about alien craft. Well, of course, we could have, say, a giant mothership with beings on it that live or they for all we know they could be immortal they could live for as long as they want they could just drift around in space and and when they get to a planet then they could send out their craft and of course the craft the scout craft wouldn't have very far to go back and forth between the mothership and wherever they are so so that might explain that part of it without necessarily saying that the scout craft themselves are coming all the way from oh, the star system. Oh, I'm sorry, Randall. I didn't mean to say they came from the star system. They came in the mothership, I believe, too. I agree on that. I, I just meant that they're part of the aliens in, in the carrier, and they're behaving kind of frivolously. And I think, and I think it's perfectly possible that there are aliens with a sense of humor. <laughs> and if we have a sense of humor, they could, too. And they could have a little fun. And I think that's what's going on. Um, maybe we could ha- take an example of American soldiers in the Pacific during World War II. They came across some very primitive tribal cultures in some of the areas there. Some of the things that the uh, soldiers would delight in doing was impressing the natives with like a watch or with a, a flare or something interesting, you know, <laughs> it, it, just for the fun of it. And just to enjoy the reaction of the locals. And I think that's what the UFOs occasionally do. Not always, but I think occasionally you have some people with a good sense of humor and they have a little fun with the earthlings, you know. And, and I think uh, the, 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 didn't, doesn't Gary Larson, you know, the far side guy, he's got, a, I think, more than one uh, of his uh, comic cartoon. cartoons that ha- are, have that actually as a theme where, you know, you've got the uh, the aliens buzzing rush hour traffic and just kind of having a hoot of it exactly so. and and i and why not they can do it and get away with it and have a little fun and have a good laugh <laughs> and uh, so i think that and so i don't i don't think they mean harm i think they're just having a little fun that's all and it's it's no no big deal or anything it's just some, something they do occasionally you know and uh, and by the way this seems to go back in history uh alexander the great when he was crossing the Xerxes River. Is that over in India, someplace like that? And, uh, and Persia somewhere, yeah. Persia, yes, yes. And he um, he had his elephants, war elephants, and they were crossing the river, I guess is shallow at one point, and they were in the process of crossing the river. And he described in his, in his uh, journals this um, flaming shield now, what does that sound like? <laughs> a typical disc-shaped scout craft, you know, or a lightsaber? <laughs> yeah. And so, what happened was—I'm um, sorry about that. I'm not a Star Wars fan. 
Oh, no, no, no problem. What happened was this flaming shield, as they were, it was on the other side of the river, up a couple thousand feet, just like the Virginia case. And as the elephants were coming across, the thing suddenly shot down, scared uh, the daylights out of the elephants, and they all went running back to the shore they had just come from. And I think, again, they were probably just having a little fun. And this is 2,000 years ago, you know. So, um, uh, so you know that's um, so. Apparently, they still have a sense of humor. <laughs> well, also, um, it's, nah. that's an interesting story. There's a lot of mythology around that sort of thing. Trying to track down exactly what what happened and what didn't is is an interesting thing. It all in and of itself. And author yeah. William Bramley, he uh, wrote a book called The Gods of Eden, in which he note notes all of the appearances of these strange objects around points of conflict so of course oh, alexander right. the great yeah. uh, he, he you know there he is with his army and then we have the foo fighters in world war ii and good and we, point yeah there seems to be a lot of focus on well all the nuclear testing seemed to bring out all the contactees so the whenever there's some sort of conflict involved it seems like they're there watching and uh, randall i have a, a reason why i believe they it's they're like that um they're uh, and just like us, and some things are more interesting than others. Uh, Why the assume they are like us and not so totally alien we could not understand them? Uh, that's a good question. But before I answer that, Gene, let me just say this real quick. Let's say uh, we're visiting another planet, and we look down and we see a farm field, and, and this guy is going in there, equivalent of a tractor, maybe shaped a bit differently, but does the same thing. And he's going back and forth. We could sit there and watch that for a while and be interesting, I guess. And uh, on the other hand, let's say in another part of that planet, there's a horrible war going on and um, all these equivalents of tanks or whatever are shooting and blasting each other. And uh, and you'd go, holy mackerel, look at that. <laughs> and so in other words, uh, just like Hollywood, um, if you had a – a movie about people sitting around uh, reading the newspaper and eating a cheeseburger, the audience would just leave the theater. If you have a, a movie about the superheroes that are beating up the bad guys and stuff and lots of action and everything like that, you get the audience's attention. I think it's as simple as that. I think it's just um, it's it's just a little more fascinating watching that kind of thing, a conflict. Watching the ants go on the rampage and take, take over the farm. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Sure. Exactly. It's, 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 it's possible. Yeah. It might be a little anthropomorphizing there, but, uh, I mean, people often say, well, why would they want to come to Earth? And my response is, well, Earth is really damned interesting. Exactly. So, so why not? Exactly. There's a lot of interesting uh-huh. things going on. and uh, Sure, but you're assuming here, based on the experience with one planet, I mean, there could be a million yeah. Earths out there. Well, there there could be, but the experience that we've known so far is that planets like Earth is are pretty rare. Sure, to Earthlings we think so, but that well, doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that ET has to. Well, that's you see, we're basing everything on our perception of the universe. Yeah, and we're getting to know the universe pretty well compared to what, the way that we used to. So, but not to extraterrestrials who've been doing this for the past ten thousand years. Well, yeah. Now, let's assume that they can just go anywhere in the universe. Sure, astronomers will probably admit that there's a lot of 
planets out there capable of sustaining life. There's probably a lot of intelligent civilizations, but they're also probably fairly, you know, far and few between in the grand scheme of things. And so, you know, what you'd want to, you'd probably want to, to look at the, the more interesting ones, I would say yes. more often. Kind of like yep. what, that's what and Robert that. is suggesting there. Before we looked at how E.T. sees us. E.T., E.T., we're going to talk more with Robert Schroeder for one more segment with Gene and Randall. You're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text BEST33 to 443-443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text BEST33 to 443-443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. 
and you can get a Filters Fast Brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text BEST33 to 443-443. That's B-E-S-T-33 to 443-443. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health-sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, so I'm having a lot of fun here because I enjoy the possibility of talking about life in outer space, what they might have achieved, whatever they are. Are they human or near human? Are they totally alien? Would we even recognize them? Consider, for example, the movie movie Contact, where E.T. comes here in the form of Jodie Foster's late father, with whom she had unresolved issues, because we could not accept that creature in their form. But obviously, when we speculate about possible UFO propulsion systems and warp geometry is as good as anything, as it sounds like something we might be able to do someday, Maybe Elon Musk will have the Tesla warped or something like that to take us to another star system. Whatever it is, it still depends on our particular point of view of E.T. If that leads us to a theory that works, that is fine. Is E.T. what we think they are? Are they humanoid? Would we recognize their existence? Would they be like the Q continuum where they're energy creatures? How could we possibly know? But I guess it's as good as any theory. I think that's really good, Gene. Like, Contact is a good movie, and another one that came out more recently is one called Arrival. Not not the previous one with Charlie Sheen, which is fairly good, too, in its own way, but this is the one where you have the linguist who attempts to make contact. Yeah, the linguist played by Lois Lane. And yeah, and so you've got some rather strange, completely alien-type creatures that they, they have to figure out how to communicate with in some way, shape, or form. And they deal in time as another dimension in that movie, which is really quite interesting. If you haven't seen it, she has like memories of the future. Everybody knows about Kepler, the satellite up there. Uh, that's uh, that. And uh, by a couple of other methods, they've discovered about 4,000 planets going around other stars and they're finding planets around everything. You know, they're out there all over the place. Their study is a bit biased because it, it's easier for the, uh, Kepler and uh, and other methods uh, using the Doppler effect, the gravitational effect, and when the star actually moves um, back and forth is is kind of jiggled, it changes the wavelength, and so then they can tell there's an object going around it. So the methods they're using now are tending to detect planets that are very close to the parent star. Most of them way too hot for life, but they do have another method they call the transit method, where they actually look at the light uh, blinked out by a planet going by, but that requires requires the planet to be lined up to our point from our point of view and there's only a 1% 
possibility there of any particular star. Yeah. But even with that, they're still finding them. So, I mean, when you think that, the, that their orbits have to be lined up all along the plane of our, like our ecliptic, like, I mean, that's amazing that they're still finding that many. They're going to be launching the Webb, James Webb Telescope in 2019, and this is exciting. They're going to focus on the planets that they found that appear to be within the, the Goldilocks zone. The James Webb is apparently going to do something called transit spectroscopy, so they're going to actually examine the atmospheres of these planets. They have to really kind of do it from outer space, so because it requires extreme sensitivity of the equipment. And and if they find uh, things like oxygen in particular, free oxygen in an atmosphere where it's not continually produced by life will gradually be absorbed by the rocks as oxides and so uh, by the minerals on the planet. So if they see oxygen on, a, on a, uh, a planet and it's in the Goldilocks zone, there's a possibility that it's going to have life. And, you know, one of the things they're also going to do, and which I had already thought about too, is um, – once they figure out those particular planets that have the oxygen or in the Goldilocks zone, uh, they ought to be aiming our radio telescopes directly at them because uh, those are the ones that maybe have the higher probability of having uh, sentient creatures that are producing radiation uh, that we'll be able to pick up electromagnetic radiation. But haven't and we been doing that sort of thing with SETI already? We have, but the problem is, uh, Gene, we don't know where to look, so we're just doing the entire sky. But with the James Webb Telescope, we'll be able to pinpoint likely civilizations, and that's where it gets exciting. Well, assuming, of course, that we like to listen to their broadcasts of 10, 20, 100, or 1,000 years ago. Oh, exactly. Or we develop subspace. That first, you're right. And then we don't need to, need to bother with radio telescopes anymore or um, telescopes. We just go directly there. <laughs> well, I would assume here if ET is hundreds or thousands of years ahead of us, they have communication systems that are way beyond what we do. And that can provide near or instantaneous communication back and forth. And yes. we will not be able to detect what they're doing. You're Unless exactly we could right. read those signals, and that might require developing their technology. Because our radio telescopes look at what we think we could do now or in the near future, not on things that are way, way beyond our technology. You know, unless we assume we picked up the signal from a thousand years ago when they were no more advanced than we primitive earthlings. Yep, that's true. You've got a very good point there, Gene. One of the fascinating thoughts that is potentially could occur. As we penetrate this five-dimensional um, space of the bulk, B-U-L-K, we may be able to detect signals moving around in there. And so that could be fascinating because that may be where the ET is communicating with each other. We, we could listen in there. Now, how they communicate there might be gravitational waves or something like that. They may use a different type of communication method. But that's absolutely fascinating. Uh, wait, you guys are still there? Actually, we were going to try our warp drive because there's a problem on the Alpha Quadrant, and it may be that the Klingons are staging an uprising, and we have to prepare for first contact before the Borg takes over. We'd be in trouble. <laughs> We'd have to talk to Captain Picard. <laughs> Resistance is futile. <laughs> I love it. I have to admit, Star Trek is one of my all-time favorite uh, series on TV. And, and it was an inspiration to make James Cromwell 
plays Ephraim Cochran. He is so much better than the guy they had in the original series. Oh, who is that? James Cromwell. You've seen him. Right, yeah. He's this tall actor who's kind of eccentric. He's a wacky guy from upstate New York. And I don't really want to get into that. Let me ask you a question here. Do you have a website that you keep things up to date on your ongoing research? Gene, if, if the research really is not me doing it, uh, other, except if I had 10 million bucks in the bank and I could start going out and t- trying to get radi- you know, radiation uh, signals from these UFOs, so spectrographic data. The real research that people want to follow, I mean, in terms of trying to see what's going on in physics, is what's going on at the Large Hadron Collider. However, if people would like to buy my book, it's on Amazon and it's Solving the UFO Enigma, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs by Robert Schroeder. My last name is S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R. But we barely just scratched the surface of this one. We didn't even get into Paul R. Hill. You've probably heard of him. Absolutely. I got his book. I mean, we could have gone on for another hour, I think. Well, you know, I have an idea, but we'll progress that. Maybe have you come back briefly for after the Paracast, our second radio show. Just hold that in mind. You can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. Look for the Paracast on Twitter, where we have lots and lots of exciting things going on. We have two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. There's a community. There's a group. You can decide which you like. We can't combine them without killing one. I've tried to do that. I like to keep things simple. So we just can't do that. We can tell you about After the Paracast, a second radio show that can be a continuation of our main radio show or or can be something totally different. You never know what's going to happen next. That's just one of the great features you get when you sign up for the Paracast Plus. For more information, go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. We offer you a version of this show with better quality audio without the network ads, so the people on YouTube have less things to complain about. We tell them about that all the time, and they don't read the responses. They just rather complain. Some people like to do that. We appreciate complaints if it's not the same thing that we've already answered. You know, we may agree with you, but we also provide the Paracast Plus for those who want to get something special for a very modest price. For more information, go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. Jay Randall Murphy has been our guest co-host. Next week, Richard Doty will be here. Chris O'Brien should be back with Randall. You never know what else we'll have. Robert, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you for having me, Gene and Randall. It was a pleasure being on the show with you two guys. I really enjoyed it. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.